Welcome to Sports Mad Res's This Week in Review podcast, where we highlight the recent news in sports medicine research. Over the past week, we've had two posts on sportsmedres.org. That's res.org. In the first post, we summarized a study where the authors found that a female athlete with greater ankle joint laxity after an ankle sprain is more likely to report a greater fear of movement or re-injury than their peers, even though they may not report functional instability. In the second post, we highlighted a study where the authors reported that a swimmer who entered the top 100 rankings at a younger age or who had more diversity at an earlier age, such as swimming more events, strokes, or distance categories, was more likely to perform better at 18 years of age. If we take a closer look at that first study, we find that the authors conducted a cross-sectional study to examine if fear of movement or re-injury differed among people with or without functional ankle instability and healthy participants. They also assessed if fear and ankle joint laxity related differently among males and females. The authors collected complete data from 160 athletes, including 89 females. All participants reported to a laboratory to complete the identification of functional ankle instability measure, the Tampa scale of kinesiophobia, and the athlete fear avoidance questionnaire. The authors measured ankle inversion laxity with an ankle arthrometer. The authors then divided participants into three groups. The first was the control group, which had no history of ankle sprains. The second was a group with functional instability after an ankle sprain. And the third group had no functional instability despite a history of an ankle sprain. 95 participants were classified as functional instability. 50 participants were classified as having no functional instability. And 23 people served as controls. The functional instability group had more fear of movement or re-entry based on both questionnaires related to this topic, and that was compared to those who had no functional instability group. Among females with a history of ankle sprains, especially those with functional instability, the fear of movement and re-entry correlated with their ankle inversion laxity. Specifically, a female with a history of an ankle sprain with more ankle inversion laxity typically reported more fear than their peers. Fear of movement and re-injury may be heightened immediately after injury or upon initial return to participation. However, these fears may subside as patients complete proper rehabilitation and return to competition without feelings of instability. Although the authors omitted the time since previous ankle sprains, Female participants still reported high levels of fear of movement or re-injury and presented with higher ankle joint laxity compared to the male part participants. Based on these findings alone, we should avoid suggesting that ankle laxity contributes to fear of movement or re-injury or that fear of movement or re-injury may contribute to functional ankle instability or vice versa. Regardless, these findings highlight 
the importance of asking a patient about their fear of movement or re-injury to assess the patient's mental and physical well-being. We should also acknowledge that the control group also reported high levels of fear. Although the authors excluded controls with an injury in the prior six months, a complete injury history in this cohort is unknown, which may be driving the high reports of kinesiophobia in the subgroup. In conclusion, clinicians should identify the psychosocial needs of their patients, such as the fear of re-injury. They should do this both after an injury as well as before and after return to activity. These assessments may help clinicians identify patients that need psychological treatment to promote safe and successful return to play. Don't forget that we also share extra material on social media. This week's most popular post was an article where the authors provided MRI-based criteria for assessing post-concussion syndrome. And if you're an athletic trainer who's looking for evidence-based practice courses, then please check out our six online evidence-based practice courses that are available through the Human Kinetics website. We'll have links to our summaries, the courses, and the article in our website and in our show notes. Remember, you can always follow us on Twitter, Facebook, or LinkedIn. We'll be back next week with more sports medicine research. Until then, have a fun one.